up for rain. So, it's been a while since we've talked. It's been a little bit. We took uh, a break. We took finals. Final season is upon us. Um, uh, I hate quarantine. I hate it so much. I hate only being able to work from my own desk at home where yeah. I'm I'm trained to just watch YouTube videos all day. Yeah. Um, um my my finals are actually starting this week. I were yours last week when we when we took a break? I only have one final. I've been mostly working on like last assignments. Um, um or like project wrap ups. Yeah. Um, but my everything is due for me in two days from the date we are currently recording this. Uh so I so I'm most I'm like Mostly done, but I'm gonna have to put in some real work to study for to study and to finish up stuff over the past next two days. Yeah, um, but I think that I've set myself up so that I'm not going to be suffering tremendously. I mean, I will be, but like the harm has been reduced oh. significantly. <laughs> I I wish I could do something to stop my suffering, but I I just got my like my schedule like like all of my professors finally said like what they're doing for the exams and like when we're gonna have them and. The t- the typical protocol is the the school only lets professor like you, if you have two exams on the same day you can request to have your day moved but yeah. but because of quarantine and everything they kind of rolled back on that and three of my professors revealed that I, their exams are going to be on the same fucking day oh and I can't do jack shit about it. <laughs> That's the, oh, this is the worst time to be stuck to that. That fucking sucks. Yeah, it. Oh. I mean, one one of one of my professors, the final, uh, it it was a level one hundred course that I took for fun, and like, okay, the only thing we have to do for that is we have to do something creative with what we've learned, and I'm gonna write a short story so I could like shit that out like today if I wanted to. Oh yeah, but for sure. But the other two are like full blown exams, and ju- and one of them is my physics two exam and considering like we we already had one exam two weeks ago and she added like a shit ton more questions because of circumstances um i'm scared i'm 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 very scared i did not fuck with physics dude i feel bad for you i I took physics a couple semesters ago i love physics i don't know what it is i think i'm i'm fucking crazy i love calculus i love physics i took physics with calculus I like I liked the the math stuff in it definitely. I just hated doing. I just hated writing lab reports. It sucks. Oh yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Uh. Anyway, uh, what are, what are why are we here again? What's our podcast about? I don't know. I when, <laughs> earlier uh, I I I I watched all of the freecreditreport.com commercials and I felt like that was a good starting point for today's podcast episode. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? The, you know, I, mean, I know the, what the fuck I know what you're talking about. What the fuck are you talking about? I I found out that there's more than like the original, the the original commercials. Cause cause you 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 know the originals. Like it tells the story about the guy. He's singing about his problems. All that. Mm-hmm. Um, they tried to relaunch the 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 commercials in like the early 2010s, and they had like this campaign to vote on a new band. And, like, each new band had, like, their own commercial. And then the band who won had, like, their own line of, like, four commercials. And then I, I was watching those and I was like, wow, these are not that good. Like, it's it's really hard to recreate 
the the phenomenon that was that original band. The original Free Credit Report, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, it it this blew my fucking mind. It it took a homestuck turn if I've ever seen one. The next commercials, like the next series of commercials, start with the original band seeing the new commercials on TV, and they're like rich now. Like the problems are all gone. It I. And they're like, we gotta go. We gotta go back. We gotta get the team back together. We gotta, we gotta make new commercials again. And then there were like three of them, and then that was it. I don't even know when those commercials aired. <laughs> All right. It now was... that we sound, now that we sound like crazy people. I'm telling you, if it, listeners go go to go to the Google, look up freecreditreport.com. All twenty commercials. It's a fucking roller coaster. It's great. There's, there's 20 of them? There's 20 of them! <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. It's longer than Homestuck. It's longer than Homestuck. It's it. It's longer than our podcast. Um, Our podcast, which is about Homestuck. So we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll talk about that. Maybe. Are we gonna, are we gonna talk about that yet? Um, I don't know. I think I'll stop talking about FreeCreditReport.com commercials. <laughs> I was, so I was gonna say, um, it's been, considering it's, I think it's been like about a week or, a, it, it feels like it's been about three weeks since we last recorded, um, so I figured it would probably just serve well to, to go back and uh, make sure that I remember everything that happened in the beginning of Act 3, just to make sure. Yeah. So, Act 3, we start out, we have our fourth new kid, Jade, who's not really new because she's been talking already, but like, we formally meet her, um... She's a huge furry. Uh, she's her T-shirt changes colors. Um, not colors. It changes the symbols. Um, she lives in a weird house uh, with weird colors in it that may or may not be significant. Uh, Rose is exploring the Skynet lab. Uh, there, there's there's trolls who Jade has correspondence with on the internet. And she hates, and who are warning her to to not go through go through with whatever she's planning to go through for the day. And I think I think that was mostly what happened. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. All right. So I, I, I remember. Sums it up. I remember vaguely what happened last reading. We had like minor updates on like what the other three kids were up to. And yeah, that was but nothing it. crazy. But it was, it Dave was and Bro. Just Jane. Yeah. yeah. Dave and Bro are still like fighting it out. Yeah. And. John is kind of chilling in his house. No, uh, he's not chill. He was he was in the battle. Right. No, not right, 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 right. There was the battle with uh with the Sprite, the Nanosprite assist coming in clutch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I want to issue a correction uh as to last week because I believe that we said in that read in that episode that the Rose and Jade Pesterlog was the first of its kind, and we were completely wrong in that because there was an earlier one uh that we forgot about. Oh shit. But what, what, didn't it take in, take place in the past? I was it, gonna say the the key thing is that we technically were still right because the one in the last reading was chronologically the first one that we ever get to see. So we were wrong, but we were still right. And that's what matters. That yeah, we were right. Homestuck. 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 We were wrong. <laughs> it was true anyway. Uh, I think I think yeah I think that covers up what I wanted to say about last week. Um, let's, you want to dive into what we got, uh, this, this month or however long it's been since <laughs> we've been over this comic? Hell yeah. All right. Elsewhere we find a place. A purple place. Uh, 
yeah, we we're we're stuck in Hussey's Photoshop file. Uh, okay, but yeah, we're 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 in the kingdom of darkness here. Um, and before we start paging forward, I want to hang us up again and say like, I I had forgotten about like Hussey's visual style of like just taking a lot of architecture and kind of pasting it together ha- haphazardly. Yeah, uh, it's pretty cool. I um, think it's I great. Know it's it's pretty yeah. I know that um, there's like. At some point, there's like a like a Hardee's or something. There's like some fast food restaurant or some chain establishment in Prospect, I think, that everyone likes to talk about as a result, as a byproduct of this effect. I wait. Is that? I thought that was a meme. I think that there's something in there. We'll keep we'll keep a close eye out for uh like hidden object things in the in in the in the big conglomeration files but yeah we find a place um where a kingdom lies entrenched beyond an impenetrable wall of veil veil of darkness i can't read my (laughs) my okay my screen brightness is really low um we're gonna have to hold up again because i forgot about the story that i wanted to tell so certain devoted listeners may remember an incident not too long ago where i broke my laptop charger um like a dumb asshole uh, and so I ordered another one, and it, it it arrived at my apartment. Uh, so the package is in the mailroom. But the last time that I went down to the mailroom to pick up a package, their policy is you have to call ahead because of quarantine, and then you come down, and they'll give it to, and they'll they'll put it out on the table next to it, and they'll give it to you. You just take it. Uh, the last time I did that, um, I I I, I was at the I, I was outside the office like five minutes after I called. Uh, they, they forgot that I called, and they were really mean to me. Uh, and so, I haven't wanted to go downstairs and pick up my new laptop charger. So we're currently sitting on 68% of my battery life with my screen brightness really low. Because I don't want to go down and pick up my laptop charger. It's fucked up. Can't catch a break right now, dude. Fucking sucks. Well, you know who else can't catch a break? Dad. Dad Egbert. Who's more, going fucking crazy on these more imps? Like the, more like the imps can't catch a break, uh, you're, honestly. You're right, you're right. He's he's fucking him up. He's going crazy, yeah. Uh Dad Egbert is going sicko mode on the minions of the of, of Durst. We just call it Durst, I don't care. Yeah. Um We get a peek at a at a mysterious new character in a mysterious new arrangement. Uh who is appears to be spectating both Dad Egbert, like, raising hell in, in, in the kingdom, and John celebrating his victory on top of his house. Uh, he's pretty pissed about it. However, we're going to the Peregrine Mendicant instead. Uh, so, 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 I think we referred to her as PM already. Um, yeah. Although, yeah, the, the, it already referred to her as PM. So, yeah, it's PM. Uh, she's in the, she's in the Apple uh, she's flying around, and uh, we're looking at the mail. Um, and we get a panel on 893 where we see not only does PM have one of those dubiously insensitive barcode tattoos on her wrist, um, but she's got a letter that appears to be addressed to uh, the Egbert household. Now let's let's back up a second. <laughs> I, right. I I was gonna want to talk about this. This image 
comes up so often in the fandom. Like the uh the male? The the male image. It mm-hmm. it, it there there it'll 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 take a few years but every few years it comes up and people are like hey guys look it's 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 Dad Egbert's real name. His real name is Dr. David Brenner. I don't buy that. That's not true. It <laughs> Dad doesn't have a name. Dad doesn't have a name. His name is Dad Egbert. Yeah. Uh, and his name wouldn't be... There's no precedent for the name Brenner, anyway. I don't think there ever is. Yeah, yeah. I think this is some reference to something, maybe. Mm-hmm. But, um, this this is obviously, like, male. It, I, don't, I wouldn't say it's it's to the Egbert household. It's that, address, that address is to the Egbert house, though. Okay. In real life... It literally is. In, in real life, it's the Egbert house, but the mailbox was, like, blown up by the meteor. The mailbox is gone, and any mail in it would also be gone. I think this mail is from, like, a different house in the neighborhood. Hmm. Because PM was, like, like, PM's obviously been going around, like, collecting mailboxes from the area, and I don't think this would be, like, mail directly to the Egbert household in-universe. Okay. Uh, I, 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 I take the, uh, the subject line being attention serious business as, like, a dad reference. So, I choose to see this as being too dad. Well, you're wrong, and I'm gonna, <laughs> you're gonna get me worked up two episodes in a row. I, <laughs> I apologize for last episode. <laughs> um... But I mean, I I can I can believe that, and also believe that da- Doctor David Brenner is a pseudonym of some sort. I feel like Dad would like to. I, I maybe Dad's doing some dealings that he likes to keep his real identity on the down low. <laughs> but but then again, Serious Business was like a messaging app. Yes. So who knows? It could yeah, be someone yeah. else. This is a this is an effect of like Homestuck has Homestuck like teaches you to like overanalyze and dig deep into every single tiny little detail yeah. because something might come back later and so right now I'm like this has to be connected to dad but it's like at the same time she's in the area the PM's in the area uh, there's, she probably just picked up this mailbox and it could be anybody in the neighborhood it could be anybody on that block or of the of the neighborhood but like I immediately looked up that uh, that address and it does correspond to the Egbert house in real life so who knows um Let's let, PM... let's let's stop talking about this mail. It... Okay, I don't even know. I, I, the, the weirdest thing set you off, John. It's so strange. I, I don't know. I, I I thought about talking about this when I when I read through, and I was like, it would be interesting to bring up how the fandom is obsessed with this fucking image. It is interesting. I've learned something new. Yeah. Fandom's obsessed with this the, the the mail. I I do not choose to believe that Dad's name would be David Brenner because one, it sounds stupid, and two, there's already a character named Dave. Yeah, we can't have two Daves. No, yeah, but definitely not it's in Homestuck. A, you can't have. <laughs> there's there's not room for any more Daves, unfortunately. Um. But uh, but 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 move, moving on. Uh, we see that PM has like this obsession with the mail in the same way that uh that WV has an obsession with democracy. Um, it, she, she has her own, uh, little postman's hat that she likes to, or postwoman's hat that she likes to roleplay with a little bit. Um, pretty cool, I guess. I respect mailmen. 
Yeah. Uh, the the male guy who usually uh went around our neighborhood when I was growing up would always let our cat get in the mail truck and jump around all the mail because he liked to do that, and that was Aww. cute. So I've I have a positive association with people in the the uh mail profession. Pretty cool. Anyway, um, PM has her own uh terminal here, uh, like WV had in his facility. Except that, um, for her, the menu is displaying on the bottom right, uh, the bottom right screen, which was the, the screen that WV couldn't view on his terminal. Yeah. Uh, so PM tries to view, use the view command. Uh, it, it shows Jade, uh, with some pretty heavy interference. PM tries to contact her and the terminal explodes in a, in insane fashion. Um, yeah. PM's dead. Sorry, guys. Well, irrelevant character. Good. Doesn't matter anymore. It's, it's gone. <laughs> that was a great character. Great character. It was great while she lasted. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, we go back to Rose, uh, who is still in the Skynet laboratory, uh, uh facing imminent unestablishment. Uh, there's like a, there's a tea set and like a little girl's bedroom in the lab here for no reason question mark uh that rose chooses to ignore for because it's convenient to the story to not talk about it right now but we do uh there's there's we, we meet it we meet a little we meet a funny little kitten i i love it i love this funny little kitten i love the funny little kitten the, this I, the, this little kitten is one of the most marketable characters in homestuck is there a plush of this kitten there are three plushes of this kitten, I believe. Oh, thank fucking god. I'm gonna go buy all of them. Um. Yeah. Great uh, character. Great character. Superb. <laughs> Stellar. Lose one great character, get another. True. Uh, True. Homestuck. Homestuck. <laughs> uh, uh, we get we get another quick perspective switch back to John. I, I have a I, I I question how to handle these like rapid perspective swaps sometimes where it's like we check in on characters briefly to remind us of where they are. Yeah. But just gotta take it in stride, I guess. John is John is reluctant to collect the last drop from the boss because it's blocking a hole in the roof that leads down to his dad's room. Uh and he he's he's scared about uh he's scared of clowns. And, yeah, uh, I, don't, I don't think he wants to ruin the mystique of this. Yeah. But he chooses to jump down anyway. Um, and he jumps right into another perspective switch to back to Jade. <laughs> now, th- we've, all got, we've always got stuff to talk about with Jade. So the first thing that we see uh, when, when the perspective switches back is there's, like, the top of a fireplace, right? And... The fireplace is split into purple and yellow halves, which are pretty obvious if you're familiar with any of the Homestuck lore um, regarding the two kingdoms. Uh, but there's also a portrait of her up top where she's wearing a golden dress, which, as we'll see pretty shortly, is her uh, her dreamer outfit. And I know that like there. there all bets are off with Jade, but every time it brings some weird met- some meta construct uh back into reality that she just lives in, it still weirds me out. Yeah. Um all I got to say. 
something else about this page is uh, <laughs> the the heads in the back. <clears throat> oh yeah. One of the heads is a head uh, uh, of the ogres that John is fighting. Yeah. Um, it's pretty interesting. Don't know why that's there. Um, yeah, you do. I I do. I. <laughs> but yeah, like Jade's home is so like filled with meta like things that right now don't make any sense to be there um that i do kind of i wish i had i saw this from like a fresh perspective where every new panel of jade's home was a new mystery that was like hey why the what does this mean why is this here yeah uh why is the ogre that john was fighting there um so yeah so jade's in the, in the grand foyer of, of her home which is still cluttered with just trash everywhere uh there's there's these weird mummies on the on the couches yeah um i i i sat on this page for a bit trying to figure out if there was any significance uh with these dudes because there's four of them uh likewise uh the number four is very important to homestuck I um, saw there were four of I first saw there were two of them, and then I saw there were four of them when it, the perspective changed. And yeah. I was like, okay, now I have to figure out what these are. Because But I can't put anything to it. Yeah, I, there's a there's a night guy, there's a mummy guy, there's a deer headed one, and then there's one with blue hair. And I I can kind of see like connections to future things but like the deer-headed one like really throws me for a loop because i can't think of anything yeah i have no idea where like antler imagery is i'm not being a facetious like i don't know if like antlers antlers stuff is like ever a thing in homesuck and like that's a very distinctive image a lot of fiction likes to use so i feel like i would really remember if it was here but these just kind of seem nonsensical i don't know yeah uh but yeah um suddenly jade has an extremely predictable uh rose uh mom moment where she tries to move out of she tries to move into a into a line of sight and suddenly her grandpa's silhouette appears in front of the spontaneously lit fireplace which is extremely tall uh and and and, and we fight him except that we don't because he's Except that he's he's dead. Yeah. He is. He is dead. Um the fuck. Yeah, this is a this is a pretty big reveal. Um It makes everything make even less sense considering how much Jade has been amping up how intense encounters with him are. Yeah. Um it's kind of a it's kind of one of the more like depressing reveals that we've had so far um the this notion of of this this little girl living on an island all alone with her stuffed dead grandpa and a dog quote-unquote dog um yeah it's it's a little weird like I, this contributes to, I mean, I, I knew that this reveal was coming the yeah. whole time, but like, it, it, it makes Jade so hard to read as a character to yeah. this point. Um, cause 
like, I, you don't, like, when I feel like Rose is being facetious or, like, there's something that she's not getting in the narration, like, it's easy to pick out, right? Like, she instantly assumes everything about the motivations of her mom to build the mausoleum and stuff, and she might turn out to be wrong. Uh, but, like, the way that the narrative presents it is, like, pretty easy to pick at and be like, that seems like somebody who's just kind of making shit up or thinks that they're smarter than they really are. With Jade, I really... It's hard to read it in... It's hard to get a good handle on whether she is really convinced that, like, her grand... Like, grandpa are, like, tough or, like, if it's something that she's made up for herself to deal with the reality of being incredibly alone... Yeah. It's very strange. Yeah, definitely. Um there's a little, there's like there's another str- like strife page where you get to you get to hit all the keys on the keyboard and see what Jade does. Um it's it's kind of it, it, it's it's pretty cute. Uh there's there was one of them, I forget what it was. Um and I'm not going to hit every key on my keyboard right now <laughs> just to figure it out. But I think that there's a at least there's a key on here that like makes her sleep on top of the on top of the fireplace which i i mean we've already seen the top of the fireplace but i thought i thought that was kind of a cool easter egg it's like one of like the out of the way keys it's like the bracket keys or the colon or apostrophe or something yeah but yeah not really a lot to say besides this goofy yeah jade's hopping around and stuff uh page afterwards um Oh my god, I don't have flash enabled, so I can't go through uh, so easily. Um... <laughs> yeah, the page afterwards, uh, Jade like goes on this weird little monologue uh, where she's like role-playing like, her grandpa not letting her go outside with, in, her current, in her currently armed condition. Uh, she's and like being rebellious and leaving. Um... This page throws me for a complete loop. Three, 919. What do you do you make anything of this that we didn't already just say? Um I I just see it as like a way of her like coping with being alone, really. Mm-hmm. Um uh something like this is is not really something I'm like new to seeing with people who are like talking to like something that represents someone who has passed away um yeah yeah this this notion of talking to like something that represents them it's sad but i i think i think this is one like kind of the more realistic things that jade has done because like i see it with my grandma a lot when yeah yeah, when she like sees an image of like her dead son Mm. yeah oh yeah yeah, uh, heavy. Yeah, I mean, it's a heavy page. It, the, It's a heavy concept of... Mm-hmm. J- J- Jade's whole situation is just really heavy. Yeah, it's... It, yeah, like I said, like like I said, like, she's incredibly alone. Like, she's, like, need I remind everyone that she is on an island... Uh, God knows how many miles away from uh the nearest, like, civilization. Yeah. Uh, her friends, um, and we've just gotten the reveal that the only other human that we've heard of being on the island is, uh, stuffed. But, yeah, uh, 
Yeah, yeah, I guess that we can view this as this is a portrayal of how Jade just copes with being left alone by her grandfather, I guess. Yeah. Do we ever get any, um, is there, like, a reference? I can't, this, yeah, that's the question, like, in the future, but, like, is there at any point, uh, like, a, a, do we ever find, find out, like, how long, uh, Jade has been without her grandfather? Yes. Okay. Uh, probably, probably all our life, but, yeah, weird. I think, I, I think we see it before Act 3 ends, maybe. Okay. And if, if not, maybe it's in this one. I forgot about it. And if not, then I think Act Four. Okay. Yeah, just <sighs> weird tragic moment for this character. I like this tragic moment of damn Jade's life kind of sucks way better than the Dave stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um. The other thing, the only other thing on this page that I kind of thought was like, is this a weird narrative thing or is this a character thing? Was the heart and the red font? Because I think that this happens again. Somewhere in proximity to this, where the the font color changes, and I'm I'm trained by later, uh, parts of Homestuck and like the text, the the uh, the pester logs to see a change in font color, and immediately assume that it's super significant narratively, but uh, I don't know. This could just be you know it's a heart might why not make it red. Yeah. Um. And then, and then Jade says, uh, he was so much easier to deal with when he was alive, which is like, when I first read that, I was like, I don't get it. And then I think after having this conversation where, I think after you brought up that it's, that she's kind of coping with his loss, like, that, yeah, that it's easier to deal with some, it's easy, yeah. Yeah. I understand what that means now. That sucks. All right, we, we need to get out of here. It's getting depressing. It's <laughs> what what is the point of rereading this comic if we don't get unnecessarily in if we don't get like super into the depressing stuff honestly you're you're right it it's there are going to be points we, later where we we definitely get into things that are like even more depressing real sad stuck hours look forward to the sad stuck episode <laughs> what <laughs> there's not there's there's going to be more than one sad stuck episode <laughs> uh but a glimmer, a glimmer of happiness. Anti sad stuck moment. Times. PM's alive. We lied. She's not dead. She's miraculously survived, uh, and the facility is still flying somehow. Um, the mail's dropping. the The, the sentry worm uh, picks up the one of the mailboxes and gives it back to her. It's really cute. Yeah. Thank I, God she's okay. I love these worm dudes. They're they're so good. At first, I didn't understand why they're like the little cover image of Act Three on the map uh, in our episode titles by extension, or episode thumbnails by extension. Uh, but now I recognize that they, they're they're one of the best parts of this act, so I, I'm okay with them being there. <laughs> I love them. So we yeah, so we go back to Rose. Um, <clears throat> the the reader commands her to acknowledge the absurd to refuse to acknowledge the absurd kitten. Uh, she fails miserably and starts carrying it around, which is unbelievably cute. Yeah. Um. And she notices uh what I am going to guess is some kind of King of Fighters cabinet that has been retooled to be a comic asset. <laughs> uh, with the with little purify symbol on it. 
And it turns out that this is this is basically a little tutorial on how ectobiology works. Um, so she she operates the machine. She finds out that it's it it, it is a some kind of visualizer of the past, like. I was gonna say like something we've seen before, but I guess it's like the terminals that the the exiles have, where they can view things. But this one is specifically locked on to view uh, Jasper's, and it is currently displaying the moment, uh, a moment at some point in the past, uh, about nine years ago, where Rose is standing. Uh, at, at a very significant moment in Rose's childhood. So. Rose appears to be psychoanalyzing the cat. Um, she, uh, I like this line. Uh, you weren't making a lot of progress, though, because Jasper's was no doubt being characteristically recalcitrant. Which is a really funny way to describe a cat. Yeah. <laughs> um, Rose attempts to use the appear fire uh, to summon Jasper's from this point in time. Uh, like the like the exiles. Uh, like WV specifically used his uh, a purifier. Um, it, it doesn't work because Jasper's is it, it, Jasper's has a role to play here. This is from the past, and you can't can't do that. Uh, so a purifies a a an imprint of Jasper's in green sludge, which quickly uh, just turns into a puddle of green goop. The machine next to it sucks it up, um, and attempts to create some kind of living being from the, I guess, makeup of the Paradox Sludge, and it creates a failed Paradox clone, which is a fucked up little uh, conjoined twin kitten <laughs> uh, that's still cute because Hussy draws cats in a really cute way. Yeah. Uh, but the, the comic name drops that this science is called ectobiology. Keep that in mind. Very important. Big pin in that. Big pin and massive that. pin, like the size of the webcomic sized pin. Uh, <laughs> uh, it, it also on nine thirty four the the line where it drops like to biology is uh whoever was operating this machine in the past may have been making unsuccessful attempts to perfect the science of ectobiology. I don't think it's a giant leap to just like say like who else is gonna have who uh, mom is obviously the one who's operating this in the past because yeah they live right next to the lab the like, yeah, put two and two together there. Uh, who might have been operating this? Um, <clears throat> Rose watches the the uh, time play out on the on the monitor. Um, Jasper's reveals his secret to her uh, as a baby. Um, I have I do not remember at all what the hell. Jasper's secret was, but I look forward to finding out. I don't either. I awesome. <laughs> this is a pin for us to put in this. Hell yes. I'm gonna guess that we never find out. <laughs> Although wait, no, this is. A... I'm gonna guess either we never find out, uh, or that once the mechanisms are in place for us to find out, because they will be, uh, that that it's just teased. Yeah. And we never figure out what it was. Um, I but I find it really funny that Jasper's can can speak and that he uttered some life changing truth to a baby rose before suddenly <laughs> disappearifying. 
and washing up dead on a beach a week later. Um, because that's what happens. Poor Jaspers. Poor Jaspers. It's a, it's a shame we'll never know what happened to him. What a shame. How did he end up on that beach? The world may never know. <laughs> uh, there's a flash. I almost said cutscene. Um, there's a cutscene, <laughs> uh, of the, the events from, uh, a, a basic impression of the events from Jasper's death or, or rediscovery, t- uh, and funeral to now, uh, where we see the, we see the little baby rose sprite, which is adorable. Uh, we see mom in her finest funeral garb, which appears to be her regular outfit, but with the, with, but black paint, black bucket tool and MS paint. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's anything really that's significant in this flash. Uh, I don't know why, I don't, I don't know why this is here. Uh, besides it's got the night, it's got the funny cat song. <laughs> there's an Easter egg. There is an Easter egg. <laughs> Our, our, our first, Ride. like, real secret page. Uh, yeah. I guess. Um, we've had tr- we had Trickster Mode in the Explore Flash, but I don't know if we talked about, but, like, this is not our first Easter egg. Well, I mean, I mean, it's it's an Easter egg that, like, redirects to an entirely different page. This is true. Uh, big fan of S-Ride. Um, it's, but... Yeah, yeah, it's a funny page of uh, of Rose riding on Maple Hoof uh, while horse music plays. It's good. No, it's pretty good. It's pretty, pretty good. Um, so, something that I do want to like talk about before we 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 move on. It it doesn't really have anything to do with this flash. It's just no, no. Go ahead. More, more on what's going on, like in this this section in general. Um, this does make me question, like, mom, like a lot. Uh, because what I get from, from this segment is, like, like, Rose is still functioning under this assumption that, like, Mom's doing, like, everything ironically Mm -hmm. to get at her. But what I get from this is that, like, Mom was, like, really trying to, like, bring Jasper's back. Yeah, like, not not only does the ectobiology thing like, serve a greater purpose, but, like, there's that machine that specifically seems to be configured for Jaspers. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I guess I stole your thunder there a little bit. No, it's fine. I mean, I, I don't really know where I was going with that. I just, it, 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 it just goes to show that, like, maybe, like, mom may seem bad, but, like, not everything she does is bad, is I mm. feel like what's going on here and what it's trying to say yeah we're getting a little bit of a mom redemption arc i guess or the or hint of one yeah uh yeah uh the, the the machine that's specifically meant to like like point at jaspers does like show like yeah maybe she did actually really care about the cat um which uh yeah i mean i can relate i love love little guys um, I still don't think that as a cat lover, I would ever get one taxidermied wearing a suit and <laughs> put it in a child's casket. It seems a little bit perverse to me. Uh, but anyway, but anyways, uh, Rose can see that the, 
that Jasper is, is still still in physical reality somewhere, um, and not uh, disintegrated like she thought when he fell on that plate in the lab and disappeared. Um. So so he's so he's somewhere. Uh, Rose uh, purifies him because now that it's viewing it present day, she can purify it without causing a paradox. Uh, notices that the laboratory has fifteen seconds to go. 10 seconds to go, and uh, runs runs out uh, and jumps on that same pad. Why did she bother to purify the cat if she was just going to jump on the platform where he was anyway? Um, I mean, tra- uh, teleportation technology, um, if you're teleporting between two different places, I wouldn't want something to be on the other end of the pad either. That's fair. I'd be worried about telefragging Jaspers, <laughs> <laughs> or 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 having some horrible the fly scenario happen. Yeah. Um, but I like the idea of Jaspers getting telefragged better. <laughs> uh, so so yeah, so Rose 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 is safe. Uh, she's out of she's out of the picture. Uh, and also out of the narrative because right now we're going back to Jade again. Uh, whose current mission, she's now outside, and her mission is to go and feed the devil beast that she calls a pet. Um, couple things here. Uh, she notes that, uh, if he wants to be found, then he, then he'll find her. Um, finding him is futile. Uh, and also, he has always, Beck has always eluded your prognoscative faculties. I can't fucking read Hussey writing. Uh, so Jade has a Jade has a knack for predicting many things, but the the actions of her pet she cannot predict. Yeah, uh, or she has no she has no inclinations to uh, to predict. Um, I used to and she knows that it is a property almost totally unique to him. So yeah, I guess put a pin in that. Uh, Bex. Beck's supernatural somehow. Uh, like, Beck, Beck is even more supernatural than Jade's uh, supernatural ability to see in the future. There's a hierarchy of BS here. <laughs> uh, there's an, um, there's an, he makes an ominous appearance uh, over the hill, um, but disappears as soon as Jade looks back to see him. Uh, and... Jade, Jade goes back to uh, trying to find the package that just arrived. Um, she knows that the birthday package that she was expecting arrived months months late and yet right on time. Uh, and teases a little bit like talking about the the frog temple, the mystic ruins at the center of the crater lagoon. The crater lagoon. No. Um. And then and then we go back to John again. This topping around so much. Yeah, it, it's jumping. Um, so John is uh John uh took the plunge and is now in his dad's room. Uh, and, and he looks around. Uh, then I want to note that this command says uh John Snoop and there's <laughs> no Snoop Dogg joke. Hey, wait until Dave Snoop later. I know it's coming. <laughs> I'm really just disappointed that this one wasn't. There's Snoop. There's a lot of Snoop jokes in Problem Sleuth, and I know there's Snoop jokes later on in this comic, 
This one, like, they can't all be winners, I guess. You you fell for Hussey's trick. You. <laughs> <laughs> I fell for Hussey's trick. Yep. <sighs> but yeah, um. So John looks around his dad's room, uh, and it's shockingly normal. Extremely normal. Painfully normal, even. Troublingly normal. Who has that many ties? <laughs> Actually, you know what? My dad has that many ties. How has that many shoes is the question. I don't think anyone needs more than, like, maybe three or four pairs of That's... nice shoes. You have a shoe for every different platform of formality. You don't need, like, ten pairs of shoes. There's only... There's only three pairs of shoes. What are you... I'm making things up. You're making things up. There's only three pairs of shoes. I had in my notes that there was more. <laughs> I'm more I didn't watch the tire flash. I, I'm more concerned about the fucking mounted pipes. They're just chilling on the wall. Pretend I said pipes. Why is there a fa- painting of a pipe? Uh, Why is there a poster that's just a pipe? What oh, you it? know it. <laughs> Good old Alex, dad. Edit, the part, ed- edit the shoe part out, please. No, leave the shoe part in. Leave the shoe part in. Uh, but yeah, it's it's super normal. Um, <laughs> he's got a bunch of ties. Uh, he's got three pairs of shoes. Uh, he's got a briefcase. He's got some hats. He's got a hat rack. Um, he's got he's got a he's got a he's got a little. Having, photo of his son on the on the desk. Having having a hat rack in your room's a little. A little weird champ. I was I debated whether or not to say anything, but I was sure that you were gonna say like, "Oh well, down here in the south, it's completely normal to have a hat rack in your own room." <laughs> no, we don't have hat racks down here. What the fuck are you talking about? Do you not have hat racks? Who the fuck has hat racks? I don't know. I think my I think my great grandparents had a hat rack. I have I've never seen like a real hat rack before, except in like an antique store. They're out there. Um. It's right next to the bed that bothers me. It this is a little weird. The the whole layout of this room is like really bothersome, cause like the, the it's when, kind of monopolized by the bed. Yeah, when when you have the bed like put kind of like in the middle of the room like that, you you typically have like like a side table or something, but there's a hat rack, and the shoes are right next to the bed. I get I get the shoes next to the bed. Makes it easy to, like, sit down, put your shoes on. I get it. I get it. But the hat rack. There's, like, a kind of nightstand that's, like, maybe, uh... I, I, I... It, it's, like, oddly placed. And it's oddly proportioned as well. It... <laughs> it's a very tall nightstand. <laughs> I don't know. It's... Is that... What is that? What is that in the floor? Um... Is that, like, a shoe cleaner thing? Hang on. What I, is that? I, I to, to 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 view this, I have to like skip around the the YouTube video. Yeah. Uh, which is a pain. Um, isn't there a page in a minute where like we just see it static, like the whole thing? I think. All right, can we just? I just wait no- till I that? just noticed the fucking rug with the hat. We need to get out of here. We <laughs> we need to get out of here. We'll give this a more it's a thorough fucking analysis. nightmare realm. We'll give this a more thorough analysis when it's not moving. Um, I do, I do, I do want to just just point dwell on page nine forty nine where 
John, uh, at this point out that John just assumed that his dad was, like, doing magic tricks on the side of the street. <laughs> um, <laughs> which is, like, I don't know. Like, how little respect do you have? How little respect does he have for his dad <laughs> that he thinks that the way that he was pulling in money was, like, doing, like, <laughs> like I, I don't know. I mean, if if he assumed that, like, dad was out there, like, doing sidewalk tricks and pulling in money that way, dad would have to be, like, great at it. He should be pretty good at it to have a, to have a house. To be a homeowner while doing magic tricks on the side of the street for money, pretty impressive. Like, I, yeah, I, I don't know. If I was 13 and I thought my dad was doing that, I wouldn't respect him very much. Even if, because at that point, like, the reality of money is not really in your head. Okay, true, true, yeah. But we need to get out of here. <laughs> anyway, speaking of dad, uh, he's still just absolutely clowning on the imps in Durs. Uh, no clown pun intended, because they're dressed up like clowns. Um, he's, Lifting safe, he's like, he's lifting a safe above his head, uh, he's throwing it out the window, he's breaking the bars of his cage, like, that is Kenshiro from Fist of the North Star. Dad's fucking uh, jacked. Like, Dad's he... going crazy. We, where's all the, never mind, okay, I'm not, I'm not finishing that thought. No, finish it. I was gonna say, where's all the muscle art of Dad, but then I realized that's probably like one of the worst things I could say right now. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure it's out there. In a limited capacity, but I'm sure it's out there. If if you if you know where to find this, DM the the the, the pod account. Yeah. One of us will see it. <laughs> uh I just came up with a really crisp comparison that I'm gonna keep to myself. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um Anyway, uh we meet uh we meet this douchebag. Um not not Spade Slick, even though he looks identically identical to Spade Slick. Um, but the, his correct name is Jack Noir, uh, Arch Agent of the Dark Kingdom. Um, something interesting about these couple pages, uh, that I didn't really take as super significant until the second time I ran through this, was the the typing. Yeah. Um, and I don't like. This comes in with, like, the wall setup and the fourth wall gimmick and all that. But this is the first time that, like, there's an agent. We see something, somebody typing that's not WV and it's on, like, a regular computer keyboard. And also the person uh, has orange hands. And, yeah. Um... It, 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 it's, a, it's, it's an interesting little break. Um, and it... it where it's like, hey, there's another narrative technique happening, I guess. Uh, let's not worry about that right now, I guess. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Um. I, I have a question. You, you, you've read Problem Sleuth, so I want to ask. Yes. Do any notable orange people show up in that? I do not believe there is a single orange person in Problem Sleuth. Is, is, is that like an ironic answer or like a real answer? I genuinely do. I, I, it's, it's a real answer. Okay. Uh, I, the orange I, thing. The only orange things in Problem Sleuth are candy corn and maybe a pumpkin. Okay. Because I, I just wanted to make sure that this orange-skinned entity who has no name yet and will not be named 
I, I just wanted to make sure that they do not appear in Problem Sleuth. No, this is what you're thinking of from Homestuck. This is a thing that pops up later on. Oh, I know, uh, I, I know what, like, who this is mm. and everything. I just wanted to make sure, like, this isn't, like, a format or, like, well, a representation of this person that has occurred before. Oh, uh, yeah. No, you're clear, you're clear. There's, okay. This is, this is not a Problem Sleuth thing. Okay. Uh, but, but yeah, um, so this is Jack Noir. Uh, not only is he Jack Noir, but his, um, his duty appears to be uh, viewing the affairs of the kingdom through a series of fenestrated walls. I looked at what that means. It just means windows. <laughs> uh, fenestrated means that, uh, it has a window in it. So these are just windows. Um, but they're, they're walls because it has to, it has to note that the fourth wall is missing. Um, which is, like, yeah, okay, okay, Homestuck. Yeah, I get it. We get it. We get it. We we get it, but but at the same time, uh, this is the second, like, direct mention of a fourth wall. Uh, what was the first one? Uh, Jade, a, a, a few a few pages ago, well, not a few pages ago, like, like last reading, uh, she said that she regretted breaking the fourth wall to let the, the reader, like, uh, do the matching game. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, I just want to say, put a pin in the fact that, like, Jade mentioned the fourth wall, and now this is a more literal mention of a fourth wall. Yeah, not only is the fourth wall a literal object that is missing here, but he also says that somebody stole it. Yes. The fourth wall is missing in action, and it's it's in the possession of somebody else. Who? We don't know. But it's... There you have it. I keep burping. I had Chipotle earlier. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um. Uh. Jack notes that he hates clown shit. Um. When the reader commands him to put on his clown hat. Uh. He. So th- this, I guess, gives a little bit of a a. Uh, an eye into how the like prototyping mechanism works and how it affects the kingdoms. Yeah. So it notes that like at some point the ruler, I guess, once the cla- the Harlequin DNA hit the the kingdoms, um, the rulers suddenly the rulers, plural, I guess, suddenly became obsessed with uh clown, uh regalia. Yeah. And so it's 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 like. It, it, these things have happen in real time in the kingdoms, uh, and it's not like intricately imbued to every subject. It's like the the rulers control it to some degree. Yeah, there's a hierarchy. Um, yeah, there you go. Uh, Jack Jack calls his his beefiest big uh not heart not hearts box cars uh to. I guess lock up dad behind a bank vault door. <laughs> um, just a quick observation that the uh, the the minion here has a has his own little wrist tattoo thing. Yeah. Um. So a pos- possible origins of the exiles. Eyebrow raise. Uh, Jack is suddenly interrupted by a live feed from the glorious monarch who commands him to put on the clown hat 
Uh, he he's loath to it, but he does it anyway because he has to. Um. And when he turns back to the screens, uh, or when the screens go back to normal, that is being the shit out of Hot Hearts box cards. I, I fucking love Dad. Like this is just reminding me how much I love Dad Egbert. <laughs> just he's fucking going to town on them. I forgot that Dad could like. I forgot that Dad was this strong. <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah, it's great. Uh, t- t- like, that. Uh, that'll be fine. Uh, we don't gotta worry about him for the time being. He's completely capable of handling himself. <laughs> um, it also it the 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 narration also describes uh, Jack's physique as having a carapace, which uh, is again another connection to the Exiles. Uh, so like yeah, put put one and three together. Yeah. Um. But yeah, uh, we go back to John having having learned all that interesting information. Um, and he's now in a more static image of Dad's room, which makes it a little bit easier to get a look at whenever he walks around in it. Um, but he notes that there's some unopened birthday presents in the corner of his dad's room that he's gonna that he's, that he's gonna go to town on briefly. Uh, the first one is a, a control deck for his Syllabex, which had me questioning, like, is the Syllabex just, like, technology in this universe that is that is marketed? Like, is this I, just an invention that, you know, it, it, it's a product, you can buy it, you can have an inventory? I mean, the... The, the fucking Data Structures book, like, it, it the way it talked about it, it seemed like a product mm-hmm. like i and i don't know how i feel about that I, I mean i guess up to this point that i was just operating like oh this is an intrinsic fact of reality that every human has an inventory system yeah all right it makes more it, it's easier to for me to square this uh if it as just a product that you can buy and use it seems less weird to me yeah I mean, trying to make things less weird to me in Homestuck is a futile effort, <laughs> but, like, I'll take what I can get. <laughs> um, turns out that it, com- it comes with a, a, a array, an array modus, which just means that John can just put things in inventory and, and take them out. Um, which is, again, like, lampshading the, 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 all the inventory shit up to this point. Yeah. Um, um, the fact that he gets the array modus now is, I, I got a little mad because he, it, all the, all those parts earlier with the inventory management, if he had had a fucking array, that wouldn't have, it wouldn't have happened. See, I got a little bit mad because, like, computer science are talking, like, Every time I've been shown how to implement a queue or a stack, the first thing you do is you make an array. Yeah. And you set up methods to manage it. And it's like, you would already have the fucking array. The array... The, the, you don't even gotta make an array. It's already on the computer. Every language ever has one. Has it. Not every, but, you know. You should already have that. It's bullshit. You wasted, like, two and a half acts of John having to fuck around with queues and stacks. Come on, hussy. 
I mean, even planned out. I mean, unless unless his cues and stacks were implemented with a linked list. Don't get me started. <laughs> what? What? The, it's either implemented with an array or a linked list. It could be a linked That's list. True. I've I've had bad experiences with fucking up linked list implementations in the past and had to redo at least one project because I forgot how they worked. So I hate linked lists. You... If you're if if <laughs> how do you prospective employers? I was I was 19 when I did that. I've learned better now. I I have a very genuine question. How did you fuck up a linked list? Um. I okay. We can take out the divergence here. Uh. <laughs> I so we I think this was like my my sophomore one of my sophomore year classes, my data structures class. Um. We had to implement uh some form of there was like the simulation program we had to put together. Uh, and part of it involved, um, like, making a, a queue, uh, yeah. for part of the simulation, and we had to do this in C, um, Ooh. and because I was, I was using, this was my first semester ever using C, um, I was like, alright, well, I guess I'll make a linked list for the queue, um, because I don't want to, like, because, you know, that was, like, the, what was suggested, um, and I forgot that a linked list has to have an element in it, because otherwise, like, you don't have anything. Yeah. Uh, and so, like, <laughs> I, 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 I did, I built my entire program without remembering that this list, because when you initialize the program, it, there was stuff in it. And when I got to the end of it, I was like, hey, why isn't this working? And it turns out, because I, I had no state for when the, the queue was empty, and it would just crash. <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, when you're 19, you do really stupid stuff when you're trying to program. Facts. Yeah. Facts. Uh, <laughs> there you go. That's why, that's, that's my, that's my, uh, negative experience with link, with a linkless implementation of a queue. Anyway, uh, we've lost all of our listeners at this point in the episode, so why don't we, why don't we keep going, uh, yeah. for the sake of it. <laughs> um John does fuck around with the array modus and how it can combine with his other modi. Um there's the with with his new control deck. Um I he settles on for some reason the array of Q stacks, which I really hate. Yeah, it I Why would you do that? Okay. Here here's my problem with with this control deck it's like sitting there it's just in the floor yeah is ha- he gonna pick that up is he gonna capture lock it it <laughs> does it can he just retrieve it from non-capture log space like the like his actual Silodex configuration cards what the fuck is this i i don't want to overthink this i don't worry about it <laughs> There's there's better things to overthink. Ba- basically, what this is saying is that array it, like like man- management of inventory space is no more. It's gone. We don't have to worry about it anymore. This is only the third time we've said this. <laughs> let's hope that we're right this time. Please God. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. Um, he opens another present. It's a it's a box of fruit gushers. Um. I would be kind of upset if I opened a fully wrapped birthday present and it was just fruit gushers in it, but I really do like fruit gushers, so you know I couldn't be too mad. I um, I fully intended on having like fruit gushers with me when we got to this point, mm-hmm. but I ended up like 
eating them like before we recorded like our second episode. Cause I'm I got, glad that I'm not the only one who did that. Because I got a hold of these fucking they they were like spicy fruit gushers, and I How hate I hate to say it, but they were really good. You know, the, uh, there's a store that's still you, that you can go in there right now if you have a mask on that I bought the fruit gushers for the first time at. I might go back at some point when I need beer again, uh, and and also pick up some of those spicy fruit gushers because I think they have those. Hell yes. And I guess I should try them out now that you've endorsed them. Officially endorsed by John, soon to be endorsed by the pod. Go <laughs> eat them. They're 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 really great. <laughs> we'll see. We'll have a food review next time that I've had them. <laughs> uh, and he opens the last present, and it's a suit. Wow. It's a cute little Thanks, image. Dad. I I just John wearing this suit and smiling is such a cute image. It is very adorable. It took me back to when I first got a suit that fit me and I could wear it. And I was so happy with... I was like, wow, I look like a grown-up. I I never got a suit in my life. Oh my god. I My first time wearing a suit? I Would a, would a prom outfit count as a suit? I don't That's know. That's like a tuxedo, yeah, right? It's the closest I've ever gotten to like a suit. It's like a suit, but it's a it's a specialized suit. You wear it, yeah. At, you wear it at prom, and I, yeah. Yeah, and I, because because of my family's wealth, we had to rent it, mm-hmm. and so therefore, and and the the place that we rented it from, they didn't do like size adjustments for obvious reasons. And, and I, you're like I'm seven a, I'm a pretty I'm a pretty big person. Listeners who don't know, I'm six five, and I'm 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 on the hefty end. And John is a behemoth. I am a behemoth, and most tall people aren't also wide people, so it's it's kind of hard to find things that fit. Mm-hmm. And that that prom suit did not fit. I have I have bad opinions on suits because of it. Don't wear suits unless <laughs> they fit you. I was lucky enough to get a hand me down from an uncle who was very similar in stature to me. And we got that adjusted for not too much money uh, to better fit me. Uh, so I have a hand-me-down suit. Um, I, I I can't afford to get my own suit either. I'm not I'm not rich. <laughs> uh, listen to, listeners of the pod, please. Um, please yeah, what? I, I think. Please, wait, please what? Why'd you say please? Please don't. I don't know. Please don't. Please think give that us I'm money. A rich kid. No. <laughs> well, give us money if you feel so inclined. I don't know, but like, please don't think that I'm a cla- I'm some uh, fucking rich asshole. My my Venmo and my Cash App are both communist Gojira. If you want to give me money, I don't have either of those apps. That's that's your fault. Yeah, it is. Um. Anyways, I I I I think suits are pretty cool. It's pretty cool to wear a suit if it fits you and be like, yeah, I look pretty good. Uh, it, I am kind of annoyed here that, uh, that, that the, if you look at the bottom of his sprite, like, the, the pants are kind of, like, resting on his shoes <laughs> and on the floor. Um, it shouldn't do that. Uh, roll up, roll up your, roll up your pant legs, John, <laughs> please. You're gonna get them dirty. Oh my goodness, he's fucking fighting enemies that are made of oil. It's gonna happen anyway. Um... I think that this page where he fills up the Q stack with shoes was why I thought there were so many shoes. Like in my mind, I was like, he filled up an entire Q stack with shoes. Like he's, there's so many of them. But now I see that each Q stack is only six cards, and now I feel even dumber. You hate to see it. Yeah, you really do. 
Um, shrug. I don't know. I, I I have no I have no way to defend myself. Uh, so the fruit gushers. He picks up the fruit John, gushers. John inspects the fruit gushers. Uh, I uh, the flavor of them is massive tropical brain hemorrhage, which. I thought it was really funny when I was 13, and I think it's really funny now when I'm 22. Yeah, it's it's good. Um, <laughs> but he notices that fruit gushers are manufactured by the Betty Crocker Corporation. Okay, when when I had those spicy fruit gushers, I had a moment where like the box was sitting next to me, and I looked. Through, I completely forgot. I don't know why. I'm such a I'm such a big Homestuck fan, and I completely fucking forgot that fruit gushers are made by Betty Crocker. Mm-hmm. And I looked at the box and I saw that fucking spoon and I was like, "Wait a second. <laughs> I, I think it's easy to forget because fruit gushers are like the antithesis of everything else that you associate with Betty Crocker. Yeah, like they're 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 if you could come with a food that is the opposite of like a confection, it's fruit gushers. It's like plastic with goop in it. They're great. They're they are really they're, good. they're like a sin against humanity, but they're great. I'm a huge fan of fruit gushers. Uh, oh yeah, this is again like it does the red text thing here, which all which I don't know. I was I was on the verge of putting together some kind of always sunny Pepe Sylvia type board to try to figure out why the red text is there. Um, because like we said earlier, it showed up when uh Jade was giving her weird little monologue about her grandpa. Um, but again, like I don't know why this is here. I don't. I, I'm in, leaning towards it's not significant, but I, I'm pissed off because it's a formatting detail, and formatting details in Homestuck always mean something. Yeah, I don't I don't think there's anything important about it. I think it's just that, I don't know, Hussey just figured out how to use CSS colors or something. I don't know. He's been doing this the whole time, though. He's had the fucking pester log. I know. I know. <laughs> he just realized that he can do it outside of the pester log. <laughs> There's the there's the S John mental breakdown flash, which is like pretty funny with all the alternate flavor with all the this the alternate universe flavor names. I'm a big fan of mixed berry social anxiety disorder <laughs> and uh, wild cherry apeshit apocalypse and ranch dressing rampage are my other two favorites. I, uh, <laughs> it's so good. This flash is so fucking good. Neon green ecto facial blast is so fucking funny. <laughs> it, <laughs> utter obscenity. Jammin' sour um, diabetic coma. <laughs> Ranch dressing rampage might be the funniest one. Uh, because can you fucking imagine if these little shits were ranch dressing flavored? It'd be the worst thing in the world. Yeah, it. <laughs> Can you imagine a sweet ranch dressing? Is ranch dressing sweet? I don't. It's not. I don't like ranch, so like, I I don't mind ranch. I, I think ranch is a good dressing to dip your carrots or your celery sticks in. The only ranch thing that I enjoy are like ranch flavored chips, particularly Cool Ranch Doritos. Cool Ranch Doritos are like barely ranch flavored; they're their own thing. Cool Ranch is a different thing from ranch. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. Cool ranch is that's why uh, in Europe they're called, what are they called? They're like cool American. I don't fucking know. Do they call them cool American Doritos in Europe? I'm I'm pretty sure. Hold on. That's fucked up. We should we should drone strike Europe. Um. For whatever we should we should 
I don't know. Yep. Doritos Here, Europe, we're coming for your ass. Here's here's an image directly to you. Listeners, look this up. Doritos it, Cool American. I don't believe this image is real. This is fake. <laughs> the packaging is so plain. I hate it. <laughs> these are these are store brand Doritos. Uh, <laughs> food. Um. Okay. Uh. John breaks out of the uh, the breakdown uh, to note that this is stupid, and he waves his arms in a funny little way. Uh, it's pretty good. Great flash. Great flash. And immediately after we get the next page, we get two flashes in a row. Whatever update did this? Oh, was this one? I don't know. If, I'm talking too fast again. <laughs> I don't know if this is one day or if this was uh, like two days in a row, but like. Hussey's really treating the readers here with two flash pages in a row. Yeah. Like, my god. And the next, this this next page is, like, probably one of my more favorite flashes in the whole comic. Oh, yeah. It's, it's good. Yeah. At least, like, bef- this is definitely my favorite, like, interactive page, I think, that's not one of the Explore pages. But, yeah, we get this strife sequence between Jade and Beck, where Jade is attempting to... It's attempting to shoot her dog, um, and every bullet that she fires, uh, something strange happens to it, uh, be it that it is completely absorbed into him, uh, and melts on his surface, or whether it, it, it causes a weird perspective shift where suddenly she and the dog are microscopic and riding on top of the bullet. (laughs) It's pretty sick. It's great. Um, I, I love Beck. Beck's super cool. And he's got that cool little visual effect with, like, the green lightning. Like, the green flashes in the, the, ele- the electricity. Yeah. Um, speaking of green, um, if, you, if you pay close attention to, to some of the flashing at some points, you will see an image of a green sun. I didn't even notice that. It, I, I, I kept, like, seeing, like, a vague green ball. And I was like, is that, is that a green sun? And uh, I slowed down totally the, the YouTube video and you, you can see it. It's a, it's a green sun. And There's a green sun. Th- that, don't know what that could mean. Um, pin in it. Maybe don't put a pin in it. It might not be important. It might just be a, an editing thing. Spice it, spice it up. John, everyone knows whenever we do this. I know, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see how long it takes for me to get tired of doing the bit. <laughs> All right, that's fair enough. Uh, and that, but yeah, um, Jade eventually resolves the conflict by firing away from Beck. At which point he goes and he fetches it like a like a normal dog, but he's fetching a speeding bullet. Uh, and then there's the happy little sequence where she hugs Beck. Uh, good dog, best friend. Uh, they're dancing in their shitty MS Paint rendition. Uh, and Grandpa Harley is there. I don't know if he's there really for humorous purposes or if he's uh, I don't know if he's there for humorous purposes or if he's actually there. Uh, who knows? Um, yeah. Yeah. Um. So. so- did you talk about all the locations that the, t- the teleportation cycled through? I kind of zoned out for I like did half not. a second. Okay. Um, something interesting to note. It, it's not really important. I just thought, I genuinely thought it was interesting. Uh, the only three locations that Beck teleports 
through uh, that aren't on the island or space are the the other three kids' houses. Well, outside John's house, uh, in the in the lab next to Rose's house, and then on Dave's roof. Huh. See, I didn't like attribute significance to that because I was like, oh, I guess those are assets that that Hussey already had. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't know why I would have think that when Hussey has not been at all reticent to show new things through weird little like cameo flashes. Yeah. But yeah, there's that, I guess. And if you want to also include like the depths of space, then there's that too. But yeah, uh, there you go. Uh, and, and Jade immediately passes out. Um, after after this, uh, Beck picks her up, uh, throws throws her on his on his back, and uh, takes her to bed. Tucks her in, and then teleports away. Um, we go back to Rose. What, what's up? Yeah, I was gonna say then we're back to Rose. Uh. <laughs> We sure are. Um, she is. She's now what she assumes briefly to be mom's room, uh, which actually is a bar and not a room at all. Uh, I think it's kind of funny that um, once again we're smart and things are pay- things that we thought were paying off. Where Rose goes, uh, Ro- Rose immediately assumes this is mom's room because of the copious amount of alcohol in it, and then like she's proven wrong immediately yeah uh pretty i I feel smart i feel validated (laughs) in my my reading of rose and her her reading of mom's behavior but that is a lot of fucking alcohol it's that's like a bar like an actual bar's worth i need this my god i I need this i think we all do in these times (laughs) (laughs) ain't that the truth uh, so Rose observes out the window, um, <laughs> and sees, sees the laboratory get absolutely fucking destroyed. These, these two panels drive me fucking insane. They're pretty good. Uh, th- that laboratory is no more. Um, Rose is, the, the room that Rose is in is suddenly on fire. Oh God. Oh fuck. Uh, she does know she better get the fuck out of here because the room is a powder keg with all this booze lying around. That's incredibly true. That would be insanely dangerous. Yeah. Um, Rose's Rose's house is fucking done for. That the cat is just vibing. It's <laughs> it's just fucking sitting there. That cat. Yes, I lo- the cat's like calmness is the is the least realistic thing about this comment. <laughs> that cat be going ape shit. Uh, so that cat would have been, gone, been going apeshit when she was carrying around <laughs> in, in her arm uh, beforehand. Um, let's see. Uh, we get we go back to John. Uh, get down to business. Um, he he makes a bunch of uh he makes a bunch of punch cards in prep for alchemy. Um, because he's got some cool ideas for what to do. I guess. Yeah. Uh. And, 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 and yeah, uh, we get reminded that John exists, um, like we could, like we could ever forget. And then we get, uh, Jade Dream, 
um, which is stuff. Things are getting dropped here. Uh, she falls asleep, or she's asleep in her bed. The uh, the four pillars around her bed start to light up, um, and fla- flash red. Uh, and the fucking box in the stairwell explodes open, and a horrifying little jade robot comes out. <laughs> this thing does look fucking demonic. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, th- th- there's other robots later in canon that, like, are, 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 like, are sprited in a similar fashion to this, and none of them are this scary. It's the eyes. Yeah, it's, it's definitely the eyes. She's got, like, big, like, Mothman eyes. <sighs> um, but yeah, uh, we see that, uh, Jade... In in some in some paradigm is now in a in a in a soft colored pink orangey yellow room somewhere, and she's wearing that her her that dress that we saw on the portrait on top of the fireplace earlier. Yeah. Um. She's uh, and, and in reality, uh, she's asleep in her bed, or I guess uh, on Earth, she's asleep in her bed. And the robot is standing in the same place in her bedroom, uh, which is shaped the same way as the, the other, the other, the other room. Um, what's the little like stand thing in the in in the back corner on this page nine ninety three? What is that? Uh, is that like? Do you put a oh, telescope oh, no, in that, that? That's uh, that's where her base was sitting. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Okay. It's it's mysteriously absent in the it, in the dream room. It's it's I think she capture logged it. Yeah, she did. But uh, it, it, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, uh, we, Jade's dream bot is awake and active. Um. We get we get a little page of uh Jade doing a little dance, and the dream bot does the same thing. Uh. To show that the dream bot mirrors whatever she's doing in in her dream in reality, which seems kind of dangerous to me. I don't know. I'm not an expert. Uh, when commanded to try to go to sleep in the dream, uh, we see that the dream bot like lies on top of her in reality, and it makes it impossible for her to get any sleep in the dream. Which I guess is a nice little lampshade of like what happens if you go to sleep in the dream world. <laughs> Um, she, uh, she, she flies, she flies around a little bit, uh, and then, uh, we, we inspect the package, um, in her dream, uh, which is this, which is also in reality. Uh, it seems like most of the objects in her room in reality are also in the dream. Uh, and the package is addressed, uh, from GT to GG, uh, and she can't open it yet, because uh, it has an important journey to make first. Which is interesting, because it's addressed to her. Uh, but, what? Um, and then we get, a, we get a... We get a month in the past, and this is where things start to get a little bit weird to me. This is where I felt like I was going insane with this reading. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I'll, I'll just enter this page real quick. So, the months in the past, 999, uh, great, great page number. Um... It, we we see the Egbert home 
uh, wreathed in snow, which instantly to me was like, this is a pretty emotionally loaded image to me. Like the Egbert, like whenever there's snow in Homestuck, I feel like it's kind of emotional. Yeah. Um, and I have a very vague memory of wherever else is employed, but like this is a very strong image to me. Uh, and it looks really pretty too. Yeah. Um, I'm a big fan of it. Um, we, we go into John's room, um, and we, we go, we like see like a close up of one of the walls where the, the posters are defaced. Um, and as is his count as his Harry Anderson calendar, uh, which also has the names, the, uh, the, the birthdays of his three friends marked on it. Um, there's a pester log between John and Jade in the past. Uh, the first thing then, uh, well, first, do you have anything to say about the last page? Um, no, the only, the only two things I was going to talk about is the defacement of everything and also the birthdays. But at the same time, the, the, the defacement on the walls is exclusively in the colors of the four kids right well there well three kids there's no blue there's no blue yeah oh three kids my bad yeah it's just red pink and green the non john kids Mm -hmm. uh but yeah um i don't know i really i really like the egbert i really like the snow yeah it's good um, we get a look at the, the Jade and John, uh, pester log. Uh, the first thing that I, just to point out about this, like, super superficial, or, like, needs to point out, is that, uh, John's handle isn't ectobiologist here, it's ghosty trickster, so it's GT, so it fits with the, the handle scheme of the four kids at this point. Yeah. Um, shout out to me a couple of us ago, who pointed that out, uh, and, and, and shout out to you, who was like, just wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um so this is jade's birthday uh we actually can just note right now that the uh the birth from the birthdays on the calendar uh so jade's is december 1st dave's is december 3rd and rose's is december 4th um john makes a comment about how the the birth their birthdays are all bunched together like that which I'm sure that that's just a coincidence. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Why would it be anything else? <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, Jade mentions the trolls, um, and John notes that he has also been dealing with them. Uh, he he uses the R word. Um, Sound the alarm. I don't know if. I don't know if it sounds the alarms. I don't know if I approved. I don't know if I approve of this. Um but yeah, he's pretty upset. Uh he thinks he says there's like either fifty of them or there's one guy with a lot of alt accounts. Neither of which are correct. Uh Jade says that she has counted twelve. You go, girl. She's extremely correct. Um, for a while at least. Uh <laughs> I th- I think that it's interesting that I don't remember uh, Jade receiving correspondence from 12 different trolls uh, at this point. 
or like I don't know if she talks to twelve trolls ever. Yeah, I I we might be wrong, um, but I definitely don't remember uh Jade talking to each of the twelve trolls. We'll see. If if Hussy has made sure that there is a pestilogue between Jade and each troll, then uh we'll give him a round of applause whenever that happens. Once we've <laughs> If we make the end of the comic and there's one for each and we still remember this, then we'll give them a round of applause. Hell yeah. Um, Jade notes that she can't get a feel for them. Uh, but also that some of them, like, like she notes that, uh, she can't get any kind of feeling about them or what they want, uh, which is weird for her. Um, they're out of, they're out of her purview somehow. Uh, she has like a bit more of a terrible reading of them though than John does. Uh, where she describes them as like pranksters. Um, and she says it's been she's been getting contacted by these people for years. Uh, and that she thinks that some of them are kind of funny. Whereas John is sick of them and is thinking about changing his handle to throw them off the trail. Which, which I guess works. For a little bit, For a little uh, it bit. explain why explain that why we haven't had John being harassed by any trolls, uh, up to this point at least. Yeah. Um, I'm so excited for when the trolls start talking more. Uh, I, I want to. It's, it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty entertaining, and more stuff to chew over. Uh, but yeah, that's that's like pretty much that pestilogue. Um, we we fast forward to John in the present. Uh, question mark. Uh. Question mark because the 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 posters are vandalized still. John's pretty upset about it. Uh, yeah. Uh, the, the, this vandalization thing is making me feel like I'm a crazy person. Um, we go back to Rose, uh, who has fled back to her bedroom. Um, I. I don't know. Why would you go back to your bedroom at this point? Like, get out of the house. I guess that, like... I mean, we we looked up the, the area on Google Maps. There's there's trees, like, everywhere. So I yeah. I feel like the house would be, like, the safest place. Maybe? I mean, like, is it? It's, on, it's very much on fire now, though. Like, there... There were a couple, a couple hundred Molotov cocktails just went off in another, in like just down the hall. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I I guess that she's she has to resort to the game to get out of there, but still, yeah. Uh, I I feel like going out to the lawn or something would probably be the best course of action. Although I guess that since it's raining, you can't really use your computer anywhere, and there's no like safe shelter at this point. So yeah. She named the kitten. She named it Vodka Mutini. Or Mutie. Mutie for sure. I love I love the name Mutie. And I like the name I like the full name Vodka Mutini. Yeah. Mutie's a great name. Yeah. The, the full name being Vodka Mutini is really cute. Yeah. Um kind of clever. Uh Rose starts pestering John, um, who's really fucking pissed off about his posters. Um and Rose notes Rose is like confused by his uh by his outrage because 
she according accordingly she has always seen the posters as vandalized um which is not true because we've seen her computer screen in his room and they weren't yeah uh uh this is this has been discussed a lot in in the fandom because um uh we've seen rose's point of view before we've seen john's room multiple times and we've also seen screenshots taken by rose and posted on the game facts right and they never had the vandalism and i i think that might just be like hussy he didn't plan it yet maybe i don't know because uh, this well this this is this isn't a dropped pro- plot point correct yeah it's not right i'm not crazy um but, but I don't know. I guess that during Act 3, Hussey was less uh, inclined to go back and edit every single page um, yeah. for the sake of a, of like something that happens and alters the timeline. Yeah. Which I kind of appreciate. I, I like experiencing a story in a way that is fitted for a story and not a way that is fitted for like a timeline that is dynamic and can change. Yeah. Um. But this is still like some weird time shit is happening. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. Uh, John is now somehow off. Something about his something about his environment is off, and John didn't get the update. Uh, like, John fucking freaks out. Um, when Rose doesn't take him seriously on this. Uh, Rose. It, Rose's response is laughter is probably the best way to avoid being specifically, especially melodramatic about the revelation. And John is just really, really mad that she's not taking him seriously. Yeah. Uh, There's something about like, seeing John freak out like this that really makes me uncomfortable. Like, I don't like seeing him like this. It's really weird. Um, Like, it's a really uncharacteristic, like, break from, I don't know, like, I don't, John hasn't been, like, the most, uh, like, oh, like, he hasn't been, like, the most, uh, rational and calm character, but, like, this is a, it's, it's weird. It's, it's like when your friend is just freaking out. Yeah. Um, and you don't know how to deal with it. Yeah. Weird. There, there, weird shit is happening. Uh, put a pin in it hopefully for not too long um and then we get thankfully our last perspective shift of the reading uh where we go back to wv uh a, a blessing love the love him love him angel um, <laughs> perfect angel uh the, the the we attempt to instruct wv to descend uh but he can't because his rope isn't long enough the cable isn't long enough and he can't climb all the way down the the uh the facility. Um, he refuses to use his sash for cables. Um, he tries to use the appear fire. He, he notices there's a rope, uh, hanging off one of the one of the fixtures around the temple because that's where he's at. Uh, but he forgets to change the time coordinate, so it's in the modern day of our character of our other characters, and. Accidentally purifies what appears to be John's gift to Jade. Um, 
and it's specifically regifted to him with a little letter from Jade that says to the mayor. So Jade knows what's up, I guess. It's got a cute little drawing of him. I love it. Yeah, uh, I, I, I'm a big fan of uh, Jade's art. It's really cute. It's very adorable. Um, there's a letter as well. Uh, with there's an envelope with another letter in it, and another envelope in it. It's, it, and infuriatingly, he does not open it. We don't get to see what it says. Um, I I hate this tease. It's so annoying. <laughs> Uh, he he actually he corrects his error and he purifies the cable. Um, he he's of course very confused by the the present, uh, which is so. But he, he takes it with him, thankfully. Um, he gets the cable. Uh, he descends the the facility. I was prepared to go and check whatever those up with the frog temple. Um, but I don't know if our hero is gonna make it because. Somebody's pointing a fucking gun at him. <laughs> in in my notes, I specifically wrote, "Mr. Mayor, get down." <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> oh no, Mr. Mayor, get down. Uh, yeah, this is our this is our introduction to Aimless Renegade, who is another favorite, another fan favorite. Uh, if the fans are Aiden Trubset and John Kamis Gojira, yes, I I I love AR. He's pretty cool. Um, I love the aesthetic of like of taking the mayor and like his kind of mummy thing and wrapping him in caution tape instead. Yeah, it's pretty. It's a pretty. It's a really good design. And he's got um, a gun, which makes him cool. Yeah, having a gun is cool. I don't care. I'm ten years old. It's you cool heard it here first. Gun. Guns are officially endorsed by the pod. Guns are cool. Guns are based. Uh, um. <laughs> Let's steer away from this topic. <laughs> okay. It's a it's it's a big one to unpack. Uh yeah, and, and and that's where that's where we leave off. Um Thoughts on this as a whole? Um Lots of lots of perspective jumps. <laughs> I'm like becoming hyper aware of them because they're getting increasingly more annoying to deal with as we're trying to like dig into what's happening in the story. Yeah. Um I knew there were a lot of perspective jumps i just didn't realize like how 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 like close together they were early on and like how short mm-hmm. some of them were i act five is going to be a blast act five act one is going to be a blast <laughs> uh but yeah otherwise i mean i we got a couple of important we got a couple of really important shit things in here like the ectobiology explanation basically yeah um, so, so, some some big Big concepts that are like permanent stays for the rest of Homestuck. Uh-huh. Uh huh. We see. Uh, we get our first look at the kingdoms. Uh, yeah. Like we see Jade dreaming, and we see uh, <clears throat> Dad wrecking shit and Durs. Uh, we got to see. We 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 get the weird hint of John's room is now retconned, and he's the only one who realizes that something is up. I can't say retcon because you that's can't, a term later. You, you can't say retcon. I forgot, I forgot that um, retcon is not only like a description of what actually happens with this comic, but like a literal term that's used. Yeah. Um, I, let me use words. Wor- it's what it means. 
But yeah, I mean, yeah, pretty cool stuff. Um, I realized I forgot to ask you what we were reading, uh, before we started recording. Uh, so I'm gonna actually ask you for real. What are we reading uh, next week? Wow, Aiden Shrubstep, how 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 generous of you to ask me what we are reading next week. Uh, I I think we're gonna finish off Act Three. All right, how many pages is that? Um, it's it's about the same amount that we read this week. Oh, there was it ten twenty one. See, Matt. Uh, 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 ten twenty one to eleven fifty three. All right. That's a, that's, a, that's a pretty manageable page range. Yeah. Wow, we're finishing up Act 3 already. What the fuck? Yeah, Act 3... I don't know. There's. A... I forgot how short it was. Yeah. Um, And, well, let's see. Per page... I think Act 3 is still longer than Act 2. What is it? Act 2 is from 248 to 758. So, 510 pages. Act 3 is from 759 to 11.53. And I can't do that in my head. Numbers. Uh, 11.53 minus 7.59. That's only... Yeah, it's only 394 pages. Um... So yeah, Act 3 was shorter than Act 2. Wild. Uh... That's crazy. That, that, um, that's pretty crazy. I had always thought that Act 3 was... Like, in my head, for some reason, Act 3 was a bit longer. Uh, I don't know why. Um, no, probably that... because probably because Act Three tends to blend together with like the intermission in Act Four in my head. Yeah. Um, and Act Four is pretty long. Yeah, Act Four is definitely on the hefty side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Act Four is like somewhere in the realm of like <laughs> six hundred, six hundred pages. I can't wait until we get to Act 5, Act 2, and then we're in it for, like, 15 episodes. <laughs> yeah, I, once we get, like, once we get to Act 5, like, every time there's a new act, like, the new acts are twice as long as everything that precedes it. Yeah. Like, Act 5 is, tw- is like, everything up to Act 5 is, like, 2,000 pages, and Act 5 itself is, like, 4,000, is, like, 2,000 pages itself. And then Act 6 is just, like, 4,000 more pages. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. It's great. Thank you, Hussy, for structuring the comic this way. Very cool. <laughs> hey, it means that we get a lot of end of act flash discussions really early on. Then we have to, then we're starred for them. You're right. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, dang. Uh, finishing up Act Three next week. Pretty cool. That's. I, I unless you have anything else to talk. Unless you have anything else to bring up before we wrap up, I think we should take us to the close. Um, I can't think of anything except. Follow, uh, followers and listeners, listeners and followers, I think you're the same thing. I don't know why I said both. Don't forget to go listen to the, the freecreditreport.com commercials. I'm begging you. I'm begging you. I'm, I will go in-depth next episode about each individual commercial. Go listen to them. They're not going to do that. Fine, whatever. Let's <laughs> let's close the episode. Let. All right. Uh, you are you have been listening to a Homestuck podcast. I'm Aiden. I'm John. I want to give a big shout out to everybody who follows and listens to us. I want to give a big shout out to our editor Alex. Uh, once again, he's an angel. Appreciate everything he does for us. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, we'll see you guys next week when we finish up Act Three. Bye, gamers. See ya.
They say a man should always dress for the job he wants. So why am I dressed up like a pirate in this restaurant? It's all because some hacker stole my identity. Now I'm in here every evening serving chowder and iced tea. Should have gone to freecreditreport.com. I could have seen this coming at me like an atom bomb. They monitor your credit and send you email alerts so you don't end up selling fish to tourists.